Hello, everybody, and welcome to 321Go. My name is Ben Barber, and I am your host. This is going to be a, uh, a regular show, an almost daily show, where we're going to talk to uh, some really interesting, awesome people uh, who you know, really embody the the spirit of going out and, and doing things and chasing their dreams and making things happen for themselves or their community. Um, I'm really excited. There's a lot of awesome guests lined up. We're going to cover things from local businesses to nonprofits to influencers, content creators, business owners, um, all, all sorts of things. Today on my first episode, I am thrilled to have on one of my favorite people in the entire world. Just don't tell him that because he already has a big enough head. Uh, content creator extraordinaire, Bricks O'Brien, Brian Saviano himself. Brian, my friend, how are you? I was going through some uh, childhood photos today, Ben, and I had a big head back in the day as well, just as I do now. Thank Honestly, you. I'm doing well. That doesn't surprise me at all giant gourd it was big head big head um brian is the most famous uh person to he is the number one celebrity in um for our household uh that's um that's a true statement uh brian we have we have been fans of brian saviano for many years uh and for the last year or so uh, i've been happy to consider you a friend um, can you, can you elaborate a little bit on what you do? I do all of the content creation things that some 20 something year olds do online, whether it is live streaming on uh, Twitch or doing daily videos on YouTube, putting things out onto Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the social media platforms everywhere. I bring my very best as a family or brand friendly content producer whether it's playing animal crossing mario kart or really whatever is uh the new thing that people really like i tend to put my own spin on it in my own charismatic and hilarious way that is suitable for people of all ages absolutely uh and that's that, that is how you and i got connected um i live with uh my best friend's now six-year-old son who's who's actually he's on the other half of six he's getting close to seven and that feels crazy uh when he was when he was two between when he was two and three he became a, a huge fan of uh mr saviano and um there was a phase actually there was a phase when he was like four years old where he only referred to you as mr saviano and i don't know why <laughs> i think you said it in a live in a in a not in the live stream but in a video once yeah you said like call me Mr. Saviano, and he did <laughs> for like a year. He was like, we were like, how do you know that song? And he was like, oh, Mr. Saviano sings it. It was like you were his teacher. Um, it was very it's strange. Formal. It's but, formal. Yes. Um. Anyway, so so Braden uh is a gigantic fan for for many years. Um. I would uh, watch him in early in the mornings when his mom would go to work and uh, you know, I would be half asleep at like six 30 in the morning and your voice is just blasting. Um, and uh, you know, he he's older now and gets up by himself and I, but it happened recently 
And um, and it's always it's always weird to me. Or sometimes now he'll go to bed. So now it's the opposite. He'll go to bed at night, and the TV in the living room will be left on. And it's just your voice, and it's very strange now, specifically because we're friends, and I hear your voice all the time in normal conversation. And I completely have it separated from the voice on the TV, Brian Saviano. It's very <laughs> weird. They're two different things. I complete. I don't think that it's like abnormal it's as it's as if there's a tv show on in the background and i don't think hey that's my friend brian but when i say that you are the biggest celebrity to the people in this house i mean i mean it at least one well well, thank you i mean it's always been very surreal to me for as long as i've been doing this uh professionally and not professionally i i've struggled with the impact that i have on people because i'm always alone in this office doing the thing and I only really get to see the reaction unless like a parent or somebody else shows me this is how somebody's reacting to what I do or I meet them at a convention or otherwise. And that's when it really hits me. So if I went long periods of time without seeing that reaction, I'm like going into the, into the void. Like, is this actually working? Is this a thing? And, you know, I only knew from people like you who would reach out and be like, no, but really you you you're a celebrity in this house. I'm like, Oh, okay. And then I really start to understand it, but I'm always honored. Always. Um, speaking of you did, uh, don't sell yourself short either because you, you just had a a big thing the other day. Um, you, uh, spoke at a prestigious university in here in these United States, um, for entrepreneurship week, which is, which is awesome. Um, can, you, can you talk a little bit about what that was like? Yeah. So I got approached by Peter Hornberger, who is, uh, a, lack of a better term, like he's like a showrunner over at Penn State and basically articulates all these different program ideas and people to speak as a part of different programs over at Penn State Abington. And through discovering what I was doing on my live streams, uh, collaborating with other people, in in different areas of the Lego community, he found that I had a good insight into how I'm doing what I'm doing and and like how I'm doing it and that I would be a good fit to somebody to be a part of their global entrepreneurship week and talk about what it's like to be a content creator, a 25, 26 year old guy who's just doing all the things and how am I managing this and what made me start in the first place and the impact that that has on me in my life. And it was something I had never done before. I've not gone to Penn State uh, or or any secondary school uh, <laughs> of any kind. So it is that classic situation where it's like, of course, the guy who's never gone to college is going to speak at the college. Um, but but Peter identified to me that there is a disconnect between the faculty and the students and how they are communicating with each other and that there's some sort of bridge that needs to be there between the, the the younger people that need to relate to the older people but you can speak to the young generation but can you also have the the um the presentation to speak to the professors with confidence respect and authority and i'm i find myself as one of those people that can talk to both the kids and the adults in my content and it worked out really well so hopefully there's more to be seen from that i thought it went really well and I think I'm in a position where I could do that at Penn State or wherever else. Um, it was really fun. A lot of my mom squad 
showed up. A lot of my fans showed up, so it was really awesome to see. And I think people got a lot out of it compared to what they normally see out of me or even the more serious talks. I think everybody learned a little something new from uh, from me and the whole experience. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, first of all, I do want to say that you you do speak and this is why you and I are friends like you do speak um, to everyone in the room. Right. And and that's you are a family friendly content creator and you have been doing that for years. And what's what's interesting about now. Right. What's interesting about right now, like my parents had no interest in Mario. They had no interest in playing video games with me. Um, It was a different generation. It was a, yep. you know, and now that the parents are the kids that grew up in the 80s and 90s um and grew up with video games like especially you know you you play a lot of games on the switch and um and a, and a lot of these have so much nostalgia to the parents that it it becomes a whole family event um and there's something actually cuz i listened to i listened to your talk uh at penn state last night um and you know, you, you talked about uh, the bonding experience that's happening now that, by the way, never happened in, in, in other generations around this medium, which is, um, you, you said specifically, like, you know, you go to play Mario Kart with your kid after school, and it's great because even if you only have one Switch controller, you can split it in half and each of you get to play. And then you, you talked about how, like, the kid opens up, you know? And and like now he'll now he or she will actually tell you about their school day because they're not focused on that. They're you know, they're they're able to do that stuff. And that's so beautiful that families are having these connections and that there are some content creators. Not that I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't know that I can actually name another one, but <laughs> um, but that there are content creators who are like, hey, I'm here for the kids and I'm here for the adults. And we're, we can all have fun together because you guys can have fun together and like, and let's do this. And I think so. So I think that that is absolutely beautiful. Um, can you talk a little bit about like that connection and, and what you see like with the pet? Cause you have the mom squad group, you have a lot of parents that, that talk to you on a daily basis. Um, what is that like? It's it's great to hear that that the parents are willing to have that connection with their kids and it comes down to like what you said had not happened in previous generations which is a overall willingness to facilitate that bonding experience where previous generations you know what's a video game i'm not playing that go pl go outside and play football all right don't you play that game you know but now the fathers are playing the game with the kid and it, it's something that it, when you're playing a game, you're in a certain zone of just you're not necessarily a zombie in front of the TV. You are you're, you're engaging using your brain in a different way than you would be just watching a TV show. And, and while you're watching a TV show or a movie, you don't want to talk through it because you're actually, you know, watching the thing, the video game, your, your mind is going, but you can still have a conversation while it's happening. I prove that by having a, a literal conversation with myself while playing a video game. 
And what I specifically talked about with that in the Penn State talk was was the how I got to the point about parents bonding with their kids was talking about, you know, if a kid wants to start up a YouTube channel on private mode, you record some Nintendo Switch gameplay and they just talk into the microphone about their day, even if the parent isn't supervising exactly what's happening there by talking about what you've done at school during your daily life. You're, you're getting this sort of self-therapy in a way out in out of your system and it happens to be recorded. You don't have to share it anywhere. But even that activity in itself, that ability to talk and discuss and open up while you're doing this thing sets a precedent with what I do for that younger generation. And Nintendo games specifically, like a Mario Kart or a Mario Party, you're not reading dialogue. You're not as engaged with the story. So you can play with multiple people. You can have multiple conversations at the same time. And if people are seeing content creators like myself opening up about their daily lives, mundane or otherwise, then why wouldn't kids feel comfortable doing that? Or parents opening up that gateway with their kids. And in an age of mental health being at the forefront and and needed more than ever, given the past year and a half, you you have to have that open dialogue of communication. You, you, You have to discuss it. And it's so important. I had a um I had a friend uh, a couple months ago who was talking to um they said that they talked to their to, to their therapist about like how to communicate with with their child and the um and the therapist was like you know when I talk to kids when I have therapy with kids and the reason why like you know uh virtual therapy doesn't work as well with kids um is that th- uh like therapists when they when they have therapy sessions with children will often um, play games with them and not like sit them down and look them up you know and sometimes like that's very intimidating and it's that whole thing it's like that that slight bit of distraction is enough for them to not feel like on the spot and then they're able i think it's beautiful i think it's a um i think it's definitely like a, a, a wonderful thing and it's a cool thing to like think about um another thing that uh that i'd love to point out is that you are and i'm and i joked about this a little bit with you yesterday um you're a 25 year old who did not go to college who just spoke at a college about entrepreneurship and um and that's some pretty cool stuff um and like you think about it and it's like, cool. I mean, you're 25. That that's really young. However, you've been doing this for like 12 years. Yeah. It's not a, not a short amount of time. Yeah. (laughs) Not at all. No. Uh, that's like, that's, that's awesome. That's crazy. Like you've been doing this. Um, I'm nine years older than you. And, which feels weird to say. I feel really old now that I said that I'm nine years older than you. Um, I thought that I started really young at at what I'm doing um, because they literally wouldn't let you produce things when you were under 16 years old. Like they wouldn't, nobody would rent you a building. Um, (laughs) And, uh, but like you started at 13 uh, or 12 or 13, right. Putting up, 
yeah, put, putting up videos um, on the internet and doing this thing. When you started doing that as, as a child, as an adolescent, did you, is this where you wanted, is this where you wanted to go? Or were you just a kid, you know, Hey, YouTube's a thing. I could do this. So I'm gonna, for me, I always knew deep down, no matter what I did, I didn't want to be miserable. I didn't want to go to work every day and, <laughs> and, and, uh, be in a position where, I hate my existence because I had seen too many people not directly say they, they hated their existence, but like it's a very uneventful life. You know, you go, you do the thing for, you know, eight hours a day, you, you come back home, get a raise every year. That's it. And with, with the way that the internet was progressing, you, you know, YouTube was at a very early, early stage back in 2009, 2010, which, you know, with all that considered, everything ramped up tenfold since then. And, and all this micro content and, you know, how social media developed has totally changed. It's totally different. You know, I was on Twitter back during those days, too. Like, I had no business being on Twitter, no idea how to use it, any of it. But I knew it was all brand new. And I knew that there were endless possibilities. And that, to me, was very appealing. And it wasn't like opening up a business let me rent a building and stock up on liquor and open a liquor store. Like I, it's not, I don't want to do that. I don't want to jump straight to you. You <laughs> jump straight to the only business you could think of was opening a liquor store. <laughs> well, cause I, I watched enough Gary V that I'm like, I opened up a liquor store at whatever. Age. So I, I, I hear all that and I'm like, you know, I could open up a business. I could do all this. And I'm like, it just doesn't sound fun. Like what can I do that is fun enough and something I'm good enough at that I can share my passion. And it, it just, it just developed into that way. Like I knew once I started to get semi-serious about it, which was like later toward high school, you know, when I started working for other channels and like putting myself out there, I'm like, okay, I have the ability within my own self, my own self-awareness that I could go to a different channel or work for myself or do whatever and have enough aptitude to get better at it. Mm -hmm. If I have the right tools to do the thing, then I can do the thing. And, and where I find myself at right now, as we were talking right before the stream is I, with the way that social media is compared to how it was back then. And especially at the age I was at, there were only so many things you could do and things you could focus on where now, if you want to get started doing in, in this thing, there's so many other things to like, do a little bit of and for as much that I've accomplished in the years that I've been doing this for other channels and myself, I feel like I'm still just starting and I haven't, I haven't had a lot of experience compared to a lot of other people, but no matter what, from that get go, I knew that there was a, a lot more that could be done with someone in my position. And now with the world that it's in, there are YouTubers, which I am not a YouTuber, but there are YouTubers that have their own merchandise lines in Target. Yep. So what's to stop Bricks O'Brien from putting the brand itself in the right position to get that animated TV show, to get that product line out of Target or, or, or develop a virtual world of blah, 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 whatever. Like the, the possibilities of all that are endless. And that idea that the possibilities were endless 
from when I was a young age convinced me that, yes, this is the thing. Keep doing it. I believe in you, Brian. Hey, thanks, man. Um, you're, you're welcome. I've, I've uh, you know, I think, like, I had a choice earlier this year. I had a choice. I could get a, you mentioned Gary V earlier. I could have gotten a V friend NFT, or I could have gotten a Brooks O'Brien NFT, and I chose to invest in you. <laughs> my oh my, what a mistake you made, my friend. I, I chose to invest in you. Now it was it was there was a considerable difference in price, but anyway, my <laughs> and you had to wait two months for the transaction to go through on the do blockchain. You know why? Do you know why? Because I had no idea what I was doing with crypto, and I lowered the gas fee so much. I was like, they'll just let me pay whatever for the gas fee. I had no idea, so I lowered it so much that it became like the lowest priority that anybody could possibly have on a blockchain yep, yep. and and it eventually months later went through but it's incredible but whatever because yeah. i i got the i got the only current brooks o'brien nft yeah and, and that that whole thing i know a lot of people a lot of people in the gaming space in particular are bashing on it because of microtransactions and like what it means and like people all that technology nowhere near developed to the way that social media it, it's the same sort of thing early days the misconceptions or whatever you know it's not something i feel confident in like very going in on as bricks o'brien right as a family-friendly creator as a brand-friendly creator no not right now but um i so what you said a minute ago about like youtube being in it in its infancy i just i because i see a lot of similarities between you and i like um obviously like we're we're friends and we've talked a lot about like what we were like as kids and and how we got into this crazy like world that we're in um sort of uh similar ish paths but it's funny to me like uh, so i was so i'm 9 years older than you when i graduated high school it was 05 and that's when we i was 16 um when i at 16 17 when i started uh my my company and we so like in 02 or or 2000 when i was 13 2000 2001 when i was 13 there was no there was no facebook there was no youtube there was there was none of that by the time i graduated high school like we had to theater was was my outlet and theater was the space where I was able to be creative and be autonomous and be the director and and do all of those things. And because of that, like I needed to I personally needed to depend on like every friend I had <laughs> at the time in in oh five, oh six, oh seven. Um and it was this thing where like naturally when you're when you're seventeen, eighteen to twenty, twenty one, um friends leave like yeah. they go to they go to colleges they move they go to different things they get busy they work they you know do whatever and um but we didn't have this opportunity to it wasn't until the 2009 2010 area uh which is when you were 13 and doing the exact same thing that we were able to go like you know we could just make videos 
and we could just we can make podcasts like we can we can do this aspect of things and and that's when it became just me and dave and um and like the the rest of the friends that we had had to depend on technology changed so quickly and there is a huge part of me that like thinks if i was so i was 22 by the time you were 13 and so much of my identity was in this community building thing because of the theater that um i i adore the way that you were able to bet on yourself from such an early age and put your own happiness in your own hands and like for that alone, the fact that you started making YouTube videos at 13 of yourself gaming and you like figured out Twitter and all of this stuff and that you're still doing it and that you're entertaining families while you yourself are, are at such a young age still. Um, I think like it's it's tremendous and I admire all of the work ethic that you have and everything that you've uh, put in because you've built something and I know that like sometimes being the person that's in the trenches and doing it every day especially when you're doing it by yourself it's really hard to see like to record your wins and to like feel accomplished but from an outsider's perspective man like if you were 35 I would be impressed with the amount of work that you've put in over over your um you know your adult life and and the fact that you're that you're only 25 like you're so young and you're so good at what you do and there's so much potential and um and you carry yourself with such a fun matureness that i just i could not be like seriously if you have kids if you don't have kids if you like video games if you like legos if you like people let go i'm sorry uh, if you like people just talking about stuff that matters and are good and insightful people, like you got something for everybody. And I, and I love it. Thank you. And, and what you just said right there is a, is a word that was instilled in me during my, I want to say seventh grade science teacher meeting at school that she told my mother when uh, I went to talk about my grades and whatnot and how I wasn't performing to the level that I was at. But my, my science teacher at the time said, you know, Brian is a decent student. He's a good student. He has a lot of potential. And that word, because of how she explained it, stuck with me because potential is this thing that has the ability to move and go and do things, but isn't. And why is it not? And no matter what I do in my life, I don't want to leave any potential on the table because if I have enough health in my, my soul and my heart, physically, mentally, emotionally, I want to be able to do all those things in spite of how uh, overworked it, it might feel for me in spite of whatever adversity is like, I, I feel like I can hit whatever goal I put my mind to, at least when it comes to content creation and all, you know, all, all this stuff, I can, I can hit that mark because I know I have that potential within me. Now, when it comes to other parts of my life, yeah, sure. The wife and kids, white picket fence, whatever. But 
I know I have it within me. And because so many more people are watching so many more people like me as the go-to entertainment rather than music or movies or TV, it's only going to get higher and greater and, and more more attention and more whatever. So what's to stop me from dreaming whatever dream I want to dream and go for it? And that that idea keeps me going through no matter what while being a brand friendly content creator for anyone to enjoy. This is a weird thing to say cuz okay. cuz I cuz you are my friend um and whatever. I look up to you. Oh, stop it, Benjamin. I no, I genuinely do. Like I I I I look up to you a little bit. Um and anybody that's watching the video and if you're not watching the video for this like please please go to youtube or whatever and check this out because um brian's setup is something that is that i'm very envious of um not that like i yeah like that doesn't fit me but like the professionalism and the care that has gone into that is fantastic well well, that's that's because Penn State. That was that background there. Sometimes it looks a little disheveled, but then yeah, Pokemon is coming out in like a week, so it's all Pokemon related. Yeah, I try Listen, to you up. have, but I mean, you have uh, the LEDs. You have the DSLR on the back of the on the on the back of the computer. You have the SM7B. You have, um, you know, the the mood lighting. Like it's it's all it's all like tight. It's all spot on, right? And that is, um, it's a level of thoughtfulness and a level of like, it's a level of professionalism. And it's like, that is something that is, there's so much care that, that goes into everything that you do. And, and I know this from knowing you, like your thinking about this stuff when you wake up in the morning you're thinking about it at two o'clock in the morning before you go to bed um and like that's really that's really cool and i look up to that like i look up to your work ethic um when it comes to this and uh for for myself like personally and and selfishly like there are so many things that I don't do that I have the easy ability to do um, that uh, talking to you and, and, and watching your stuff either with Braden or I watch your stuff all the time by myself now, um, especially your, your Twitch streams. Uh, Cause I think that they're hilarious, um, especially the chat. Uh, and, but like, I have multiple DSLRs. I have multiple capture cards. I don't know where any of them are at the moment. I have multiple DSLRs. I have multiple capture cards. I could very easily have a nice camera behind my computer right now. I just don't, and I still don't, and it's been a year and a half since the first time you and I did an interview. I have even like a nice HD Logitech webcam. I'm not using it. Um. I put it in for a meeting earlier with somebody else because it was a corporate gig and we sent them all these Logitechs 
and I put mine in and it was washed out because my light is too bright. It's bright enough for my MacBook camera, but it's too bright for this, but I didn't feel like adjusting my ring light. So I just took this out and left it. And I was like, I'll just use this. I have one led light in the background. Like the things that I have done and the, and these are just a random smattering of a clock that a girl gave me, um, that I don't even know if I like, uh, a random inside Lewin Davis poster that Dave's sister gave me for Christmas five years ago and an off color believe sign from Ted Lasso that my friend's mom made me like, that's the, those are the, th and there used to be a TV that Brian yelled at me about that was just sitting next to my couch for a, like a seven months. Um, like the amount of care that you put into everything that you do, uh, all of your success is more than deserved. And I can't wait to see where it goes because I'm I'm somebody who also does this professionally. Like we're in a different genre. I'm not a content creator like you are. I help other people do it. But like I could have my stuff together better. And like I am in awe of the would you say that it's perfectionism or would you say that like no, no you just you just give a crap? I I care because I have the ability within me to do it. And to me, it just, it just seems right. It's, it feels right when I, when I make the bet, like I, it's not any level of in for the background. For example, I don't, I didn't take interior design. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, none of that. Right. Nothing. I, whatever. It just, okay. Does this look good? Does this feel good? Like when I'm developing a new series or a new product, like, you know, for example, this thing right here, if you're watching the video version of this show, is a Bricks O'Brien Christmas card. I don't know if you saw this, Ben, mm -hmm. but this is a Christmas card. And like, okay, how many, how many other content creators out there would have a Christmas card that is of their likeness and branding? How many would have it? Very Not many. Very few. But but here's another thing. How many, how many would go to the expense of having a christmas card created that also has like personal nods to like well, your chat moderators and stuff right. like that in so like that's where i was going to go with it if you're watching the video version all, all of the portraits that are on the wall are of my moderators for discord and for uh the twitch streams and then underneath there is a little lego figure that is of one of my moderators as well um and all the different wrapping paper is simplistic of the branding. Uh, one of the artists who designed this, and then the rest are branding colors of people I've collaborated with all throughout the year. So this is a thing that even, even the simplest thing, like, oh yeah, I could say to any graphic artist, yeah, draw a scene, do whatever. But by taking the extra level of care to make this thing happen and make it the best thing it would be, like it, it just, it, it made sense to do it. And it didn't make any other sense to do it any other way because that, to me, was the natural way that it should have been in general. And if it wasn't to this extent, then I wouldn't have done it. Because it just didn't make sense. Like, all, all the moves that I, I tend to make for myself are like, that makes, that makes logical sense. Whether it's in my comfort zone or not. It just, it just, yes, if it makes sense, and if it's going to have something good come out of it, content-wise, emotion-wise, financial wise why wouldn't i do it 
And why wouldn't I do it that way? Yeah, you know, you're not um you're not somebody who's like making merch necessarily to just cash in no on stuff. Like you made a uh, a Bricks O'Brien ugly Christmas sweater this year that is like weirdly the best ugly Christmas sweater I've ever seen in my entire life. Like it looks great. It looks phenomenal. And there's like, there's care to it and there's, and it's special. And it's like, you know, there are giant brands that don't put that much thought into uh, the merch that they're making. And like, you know, whether you, that's the thing, like you could slap your logo on, on a hoodie and call it a day and like what, like whoever buys it, buys it. And mm-hmm. it's all about the markup and like, mm-hmm. and, and cool, whatever. But like you have a, you have like a dedicated uh, group of families that are, that are fans of yours that are like always like Brian, you know, it'd be fun if you made leggings with your face on it. Like well, that was that was perpetuated by a non-mom first, and then the but, moms bandwagoned onto it for clarification exa- for the audience. Um, you know what? My son really wants a backpack, and then like, and then you're you're doing these things, and four like days later, there's a backpack, and it's yeah, like, really cool, and it's really cool, and it's like that backpack is not just like a backpack that you threw your logo on; like it's really well designed, and like the color scheme's all perfect, and the like people like these are things where um like your fans are saying that they want them and then you go through all of the expense of making them even if you're not always getting a giant return on your investment at like at all it's the love of like building a community and like making it this cool thing um and then also uh you've done a lot of great stuff where where you make um some shirts that they'll love and you donate uh, money to to different causes that you care about like it's a it's a really cool thing and it's very um uh community driven which is like it doesn't on the face of it and i know that you have said to me recently that like you've felt this sometimes like Oh, am I like pushing merch too hard or or whatever? But it's like these, like the people are asking you to create these fun things, and then you go out and create these fun things for them, and you put like an exorbitant amount of care into it. It's it's almost insane. Your attention to detail. This is what I'm saying. Like your attention to detail, the amount of care that you put into all of the aspects of this. Like I admire, I admire greatly. I don't, I like, that is some, that is some wonderful human being to human being, like love that you're putting in for all of these people. And it all comes from a place of, you know, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it what I consider to be the right way. And trust me, I've seen it time and time again, slapping a logo on a t-shirt, the the cheapest quality t-shirt and marking it up a little bit. And you know what? That's fine. I get it. But you can do so much more and you can do so much better, not just for the financials of your brand, but 
for the sake of being fun and for the sake of doing it and making that an option for people. And I, I like having as many options for people as possible, whether it's a sticker or uh, a shirt or no, no matter what it is. And that level of quality, that level of care that goes into it rather, I think resonates into what the actual thing is and the tangible, the tangible thing that you're getting. And that makes people more excited about it. I, I never like pushing out something that I don't believe in at all. When I have a new merchandise idea, I run it by like three people. I'm like, is this a good idea? They'll tell me no. Or they'll tell me, ah, yeah, that's a good idea. You should tweak it. There you go. Sometimes the first thing that pops out is great. And then boom, it's done. But I, I have thankfully a lot of people I can run those design things by that actually know what they're talking about. And like, hey, here's a critique. Here's this. As a mom, would you buy this thing? As a graphic designer, do you like this? Like, what, what are, what can we do better? And all of this, all of this world building, is always something that I've wanted to do too, but I just didn't quite know what it was with. And it doesn't even necessarily need to be Brix O'Brien as me, the character, whatever it is. But I want to build up to, like I mentioned before, this animated show, which I'm nowhere near close to doing financially brand power wise whatever that's like way down the line but like what why couldn't i work toward that sort of a thing because it's within the realm of possibility now and these little things like you know maybe this is bricks o'brien's house maybe this is the lodge cabin i don't know the skyline is the city he lives in and then what what does that look like with what would other characters in this world look like and building all of that out and the culmination of all those different things will happen relatively soon and expand upon the world even more. And it's just something I want to keep moving forward. Cause again, why not? Why not do it? It's cool. It's yeah. Um, you're 25. Yeah. That's the, like, you know, there's <laughs> you're 25 and you have no signs of slowing down. Like you're only accelerating. You're only finding new avenues. You're how do you keep it fresh for yourself? It's a great question because you've already been doing this for a dozen years. Uh, there are ups and downs. Um, there's the daily grind of, of being, you know, um committed to putting out all of this content that you do like you know i know that sometimes you're a hamster on a wheel uh how do you keep it fresh how do you keep finding new and how do you keep finding uh the same enjoyment and love that you did when you were 13 well luckily there's all these different goals that i set in in my own mind for different things and and the result of different projects that are ongoing so whether it's a a series of podcasts that i'm a part of or a project that you know, you, you, you kick the can way far down the field and then you see, you know, all the other little things that kind of go along the way. So those other projects, those other ideas keep me going past the daily. Um, not every day I work on those long-term projects or see any movement happen on them, but they're there. And all those projects that I have or opportunities that I have, like the Penn State Talk, me going to host a couple Lego shows, uh, traveling to do whatever, all these different experiences keep me engaged. And unfortunately, there's a very bad habit 
about content creators needing to be at the wheel the whole time, making content, making content, go, 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 you know, live stream for eight hours a day, take three hours to edit a YouTube video, make shorts and reels with two hours left in the day. Then you go to bed, do it again. To me as a human, first of all, impossible to maintain because holidays, you get sick, life, like whatever, not human, A. B, no one's asking them to do that. And C, there's all these other different experiences that you don't know these other avenues that could be unlocked by doing a random podcast with this guy you never physically met from Rhode Island at 9.30 at night or going to Brick Fair, Virginia, and just walking around the convention floor and seeing who you talk to or uh, going to a, a comic book convention and meeting this voice actor whose class you might take because you want to get into voice. Like, there's all these other little possibilities that are out there that you never know until you put yourself in that position and, and have it within you to be willing to absorb whatever hits you, whether it's valuable information or not. All those little experiences in life, all those stories from people, and it, just the experiences that you get along that journey are enough to keep me wanting to go out and do more. And regardless of all of that, you, you make a lot of content, you do a lot of stuff, but are you living a, a good life? Are you going out and experiencing all these different things? And nobody for as dedicated as your audience can be and how much content they want to see from you, your audience that cares about you and wants to see you succeed, they don't want to see you shriveled up all pale behind a keyboard playing Kingdom Hearts all day. They don't. They want you to go out, live your best life, and share those experiences with them because that's what they will want for themselves. So it's your job to make the best content you can while you're there, but then also live the best life in return to enhance the content, to enhance your life. And that hamster wheel is the fulfilling hamster wheel that keeps me going. You're 25. What is. What does the next five years look like? What is Brickso 30 looking like? It's a mattress stuffed to the gills with $100 bills, Ben. That's what <laughs> it looks like. No, no, probably not. Um, great question. Because me five years ago was not Brickso Bryant. I was working for another company. I was not my own entity. And... I've managed to accomplish so much in three years as Bricks O'Brien. It'll be year four next August. So it's definitely year three, young in year three. And I've already, I have my own Roku channel, more multi-billion dollar deals in the pipeline to be announced, but you know, sky's the limit. And why, well, I don't know what it could be. What I'm really hoping to do is meet fun and interesting people that see the, the, the seeds that I've planted and the amount of care that I've put into what I've done and be like, that makes a lot of sense. What can I, random person who has great connections and people, blah, 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 what can I do to amplify this tenfold? Like if, you, if I had a, Brian, if you had a budget of $200,000, what would you do? I don't know. I want to figure it out. And I want to make it not even revolved around me. Or Bricks O'Brien, but just a thing. And no matter what, 
in five years from now, I really hope to work with a team of people on a thing, whether it's my thing or not. You know, it's going to be crazy in five years and maybe sooner, but by five years from now, you're going to be doing collaborations with people who were kids watching you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I was doing this stuff in high school and, you know, I wasn't entertaining a particularly large audience. And I'm like, where's my audience? They weren't born yet. It's crazy to think about that, but it's true. They weren't born yet. And, and that to me is another lesson I would instill in other people. You know, the thing that young people growing up, you, you may end up being down your path and you're like, man, what am I going to do? What am I going to do right now for the rest of my life? The thing that you might be the best at may not exist right now. The thing that you and I, Ben, might be good at does not exist yet. What we're doing right now may seem like pennies compared to whatever comes down the line. We have no idea. And that to me is very uh, interesting. Not scary, but just interesting and very exciting. It is. Like, like, like I said, you know, 15 years ago, the internet was a very different place yep. and 15 years from now, I mean, with, with VR and augmented reality and the metaverse and social media changing every day. And like, this is, you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. Um, but having the attitude of, of being grateful and doing what you love every day and reminding yourself of why you love it and having all of that gratitude and knowing that you're doing good work. Um, like here's something, this is what I'll end on because there's a stigma sometimes with older generations and sometimes even our generations of uh both people that play video games all day people that watch other people play video games content creators in general um you know and i think that it speaks volumes that you just spoke at entrepreneurship week for penn state but the um escapism has never been more needed uh, especially during the last year and a half. Um, connection has never been more needed. Uh, for example, uh, Braden met a friend over the summer um, when we had all just gotten vaccinated and like it was another family friend, uh, family, yeah, a family friend had a, had a kid like she's seven, he's six, like it's a, it's a great fit. And then school started and, you know, they're both unvaccinated, obviously. So, like, it was like, no, no more, you know. But, like, they play Animal Crossing for hours on FaceTime with each other multiple times a week. And they are, like, the best of friends and haven't seen each other in person in months. And, um, and, like we've had so many nights as a family playing Mario Kart with you on one of your live streams on Twitch where you would invite things. You had a Halloween costume party 
uh, where you invited, but like the level of connection and, and family time that has never been more needed is like, no one can, I don't want to swear because I don't know who's going to watch this. No one can look down on is how I'll say this. No one can look down on uh, what you do because it is truly providing a service to these children in a time when they need as many Bricks O'Briens as they can possibly get. So thank you for that. You are incredibly welcome. And I, I look forward to doing that for as long as I can in whatever way that I can, whether it's me amplifying that ability at a much larger company, if it's myself doing it, whatever form that can be. I, I love making people laugh at the detriment to my own sanity on some of those live streams and videos. But I, I, I know to take whatever negativity I have and spin it into a positive because if you don't, then you end up uh, not down a path you want to be down, you know? So if I can be the one who spins the web of whatever's going on and making it into a funny thing and helping your day out, well, then I'm still, I'm still employed as far as I'm concerned. This show is only supposed to be five minutes long. I'm, I, I apologize to you. No, it's definitely not. It's like five times <laughs> 11. So, yeah, I'm going to, no, I'm going to whittle it all down and, no. and we're only going to get the best four minutes and 59 <laughs> seconds worth of content. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Brian, people can find you everywhere at Bricks O'Brien. Yes, if you look up Brian Saviano, B-R-I-A-N-S-A-V-I-A-N-O, you can find me across the internet wherever there is an internet connection. If you go and scream in your downtown area, Brian, you'll find me. I'll magically appear. I'm like a penguin waddling out of the Antarctic. Just waddle up. Hey, what's going on, kids? So, uh, no, not even close. But anywhere, uh, <laughs> doing so good, Ben. Uh, anywhere you want to find me, you can. I'm around. Uh. Is the podcast coming back? The podcast will be coming back. I'm happy to say that if he has his schedule cleared enough, so for an hour occasionally, uh, Ben will be helping me uh, carry the flow because I need a little bit of that in my life. And uh, that would be something happening. I don't know when because I have uh, a new game release coming out next week. At the time of this recording, I have a 24-hour charity stream the week after that. And then we have Christmas and then New Year's and a partridge and a pear tree. And then your birthday? And my birthday, the the, the Bob Bonanza is going to happen January 22nd. A colossal announcement coming. Man, the deck is stacked to the nines, do I know what the Do I know what the birthday announcement is? Yes, you do. Is this like the first big thing that we ever talked about? Maybe. I know it's been what in it is. for a while. I know what it is. I'm excited about it. Yeah, you're you're going to be one of the first on board. You told me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I am. Okay, uh, yeah, 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 for sure. I'm very excited about that. Um, I I'm 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 super excited. Uh, I love it. And once again, if anybody from the Mom Squad, um, or or any of Brian's fans are watching this, I accept Venmo bribes for early announcement <laughs> info. Uh, I am, I am not a, uh, I am not a vault. I am, I am easily, you can crack this ATM open at any time. And I will tell you all of the bricks O'Brien dirt that you want. 
got to keep the economy stimulated, Ben. You know, you got you got to keep it keep it going. Absolutely. I I want to tell you that I made more money off of selling your secrets this year than I did uh than I did from from working for the governor of Rhode Island. I made more money. I made more money on 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 these Venmos of the inside the inside scoop on Brian Saviano future releases. Well, then I'll just have to plan more releases that I won't tell you to compensate for the ones you have told people. Well, that's impossible. I mean, not, that's not good. Anyway, Venmo. <laughs> End this podcast. Let's get these people out of here. Oh, my God. All right, Brian, I will talk to you soon. Thank you, my friend. And, uh, and thank you, everybody, for watching or listening. And uh, we'll talk to you soon.